Welcome to the Digital and Branding Podcast by The Cut. Learn from our insights on e-commerce, Shopify, software and branding. Hello and welcome to The Cut, a podcast where we share insights into software and website development and Shopify e-commerce. I'm Ben DeJong, a director at The Cut. We're based in Subiaco, Perth, and we've been delivering software, websites and e-commerce solutions for businesses since 2009. This podcast is part of our series of interviews with Shopify merchants. The Cut have been working with the Shopify e-commerce platform since 2010 and are officially expert partners. Our interviews with Shopify merchants are all about sharing their e-commerce experience, insights, tips and tricks. You'll find these interviews very helpful if you're thinking about Shopify, looking to change your e-commerce platform or just wanting to hear more about Shopify from business owners just like you. In this podcast, we interview Joel Garbin from Garbin Estate Wines in the Swan Valley here just outside of Perth. Um, They are a family-owned and operated business that have been uh, going for a couple of generations. So let's speak to Joel right now and see what e-commerce insights they can share with us. Okay, hello and good morning to Joel from Garbin Estate Wines. Thanks very much for joining us today, Joel, on the Cuts podcast. We're really looking forward to having a chat with you. Um, To start things off, can I just get you to introduce yourself uh, and tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah, sure. So my name's Joel from Garbin Estate Wines here in the Swan Valley. Uh, We are in the business for about 62 years now, Uh, family-owned, came from Simple Times, uh, humble startings, and uh, we're here to be in the Swan Valley to uh, show that we are a quality wine producer. So you said 62 years. Can you obviously you're much younger than 62, Joel? So can you just explain <laughs> the context of that? Yeah, for sure. So uh, our grandparents started um, before my dad was born. So they decided to establish the business when he was born, which is 1956. And from there, we've been going ever since. Fantastic. And so you and your brother are carrying on that family legacy and that and the family business in that way, aren't you? Yes, that's correct. So my brother and I are on the same path here. We kind of split our jobs up uh, equally. So I'll do more marketing side. He'll do more cellar door sales. And hence, you're the one doing the uh, podcast with us today. Yes, that's correct. So tell us about, can you tell us about the beginning of your business in two in two ways, both when it was started by your relatives and also then when you and um, your brother, it's Adam, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, you and your brother Adam started in the business. Can you break those two things down for us? Sure thing. So we started, uh, as I said, 1956, um, Humble Beginnings. We uh, sold a little bit uh, locally. Uh, into the local district, but more so towards Fremantle um, because that's where our main base of supporters are. We are from Croatian background and most of the Croatians come in um, through Fremantle. They're the markets. And uh, we've been doing that for a while. Um, My brother and I had started, uh, we were still in school, so my parents um, took it over. I'm not quite sure exactly when. But um, we basically had to drag our own uh, grandparents out of the vineyard, and uh, from there uh, they went on. And um, so you forced them into had. retirement, did you? 
pretty much that's what we had to do. So my parents had to drag them out. And uh, from then on, they've been continuing on uh, the legacy. And uh, we've been uh, here, as I said, for 62 years. And my brother and I started maybe about two, probably uh, just after high school. And uh, we've just been trying slowly because our parents uh, wanted us to have our own kind of future. So we did our own schooling. Um, we, some of uh, we went to university for a little bit, um, got some qualifications, and um, this has just been a little bit of a backup for us. So, okay. yeah, if um, we want to do other things, we can. But um, we've both decided here to continue on and um, continue going here. Yeah, sure. So you guys, I mean, often at this stage in the uh, in the podcast, we'll ask the merchant what inspired them to start their business. But in your case, it was making sure you had the inspiration to continue an existing business. Yes, that's correct. So as I said, a lot of uh, uh, heritage here, and um, that's why we continue to um, keep going. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's have a have a quick chat about um, about Shopify and, uh, and and your usage of the Shopify platform. How long have you been using Shopify for? Yeah. So I actually had a look um, not too long ago as one of the questions. Uh, it was May twenty fourteen. So okay. about four years. Yeah. Okay. So you guys are pretty experienced in it now. Can you run me yeah. through the process of how you went about finding and then choosing Shopify? Yep. So when I started, um, simply. Um, as most people would, they'd go through and um, Google search probably what are the best um, ways to start. And uh, I came across a few engines there and uh, tried a few of them. And Shopify had probably the best experience uh, in terms of back end, which was really nice because, uh, as I've said, um, we've done uh, – I haven't, I haven't said, but we've done a Dreamweaver – so we came from uh, very humble startings, and they had a really um, not so easy backend with files, and uh, it's a little bit messy. So, so Dreamweaver was another e-commerce platform, or was it just a standard CMS? I think it was. Uh, it came off uh, Adobe, so I'm not, not yeah, sure. Absolutely, what it was yeah, absolutely. I've heard yeah. of it. I've heard of it. I just wasn't yeah. sure if it had an e-com if it had e-commerce functionality or not. Yeah, it's just kind of a website builder that was yeah. like its own program. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, and when and when you say you you tested other platforms, you never went live with any other platforms, but you just investigated them and how they worked. Did you? Yeah, never went live with any okay. of them. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. And what was it like, you know, in the first stages setting up your Shopify website? How was that process for you guys? Uh, it's relatively easy. Um, all I had to do really was find a nice uh, theme, which I ended up doing. Um, from there, uh, nothing really went live until I was happy with the design. Um, it's come a long way, but uh, yeah, really happy with the theme that we've chosen. And what was and that process it, like in terms of um, you chose the theme? How long was it between choosing the theme and going live with the website? Uh, pr- probably about a month, I'd say. Oh, that's quite fast. Yeah. Yeah, um, okay. we, yeah I, I spent a bit of time on it. It was kind of the only thing I did at that time. Yeah, sure. And can you remember your first sale and what that felt like? Oh, yeah. Uh, so we've set it up as nice with the... Um, mobile app so that we get notifications and um, we kind of set it up so it's got like this cash 
register sound. That and, should ch- absolutely. I had um, I had someone a merchant tell me the other day that their very first sale happened uh, late in the evening and they were asleep and they got the ching uh, alert on their phone and they didn't know what it was or what it meant and <laughs> and so they've never forgotten that one. That's uh, that's for sure because it woke it woke them up in. So let's talk about some of the challenges that you and Adam uh, have faced. Well, what do you think the biggest ones are that you've experienced running an e-commerce business? Drugs and alcohol specifically, but... Um, In terms of age restrictions and, and being a, a, over 18? Yes, being uh, the age restrictions and also uh, things like implementing a little bit of software into the back end, say, for example, uh, Instagram. And Facebook, I, th- I know they've got features that are directly implemented with uh, Shopify. You can uh, tag your products in it, but uh, we can't actually do that because of the um, laws against selling. It kind of conflicts with Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, okay. So most of your challenges are specific to the, to, to the sector you're operating in, being, being wine and alcohol sales and the restrictions around that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And what about in gen- in more general terms? Like what have your challenges been in more general terms that are, that are non-specific to that to that industry? Okay, sure. So probably marketing. Um, we don't spend a lot of money on marketing and when we do, we want to try and capitalise as much as we can. So uh, just finding the right areas of the marketing uh, to spend the money on um, as it's, it's not easy to come from kind of like a small business and uh, you've got to try and use the money wisely. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and how do you approach that challenge, that specific challenge of how of investing your, your marketing wisely? What, what's your solution to that? Uh, we usually dabble in uh, areas, for example, uh, Google AdWords and analytics. Uh, we'll probably try and spend a little bit of money on that and uh, set it up for us a little bit of a trial period there, maybe over six months, uh, see how it goes and then... Uh, analyze at the end of that uh, how much uh, sales we had or people come in and talk about us through uh, the Google network. And how, success, how successful has that strategy been for you so far? Uh, so far it's been pretty good. Uh, that we've uh, had a few people mention us from the seller and uh, our sales have picked up a tiny bit. Yep. But um, as uh, uh, the selling is not also our bread and butter. So we do have other um, things on our website we'd like to let people know about. For example, our services are disgorging and that we do exporting as well. Yeah, you've got a number of different channels. It's not just a vineyard and and an e-commerce store, is it? Yes, correct. Yeah, you've got a lot of bricks and mortar stuff happening and more traditional channels as well. That's right, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and that's yes. quite a common story with a lot of the merchants we speak to. A lot of them do have a have a bricks and mortar store as well, and, and run the e commerce as a, as an additional channel. So let's move on to like some insights and advice that you that you might have, because obviously a lot of the people that are going to listen to these podcasts will be Shopify merchants, and and probably in a similar stage of their journey uh, to that of where you guys are at with yours at Garbon Estate. So about apps and plugins, what are your favourites? What are the best apps and plugins? that you've implemented onto your site? Okay, sure. So we've used uh, apps like MailChimp. Uh, we've done product reviews. That's also a good one. Yep. Um, Shopify theme updater, which is really good, and uh, the live chat as well. 
And where That's, those things are a couple of the, the standout ones really offered additional value to your business? Like where have you seen really tangible benefits from implementing those apps? Our probably favourite one is MailChimp. Um, so we can send out newsletters and uh, that's basically where we get all our sales from is from uh, people emailing them and then we get uh, responses back and usually they turn convert into sales. Oh, that's very good. And so you, when you're sending out those uh, emails or EDMs, are you uh, sending them like a specific offer on a specific product or is it a broader sort of brand message or how are you running the messaging around them? Yeah, so we little bit um, give a little bit of background of what we're up to this month uh, and then we go into uh, what's on special and we might give out a free maybe code of a discount or say uh, already discount an item and then just have it online and let them know about it. Yeah, okay. So it's a combination of things and it's like a news update with some special offers and and benefit and financial discounts or benefits for the for the recipients. Yes, correct. And we also throw in a few events as well that we have coming up. Okay. If you had three insights that you would share with someone who might be a little bit earlier in their e-commerce journey than, than you are, what would they be, do you think, Joel? Okay. Uh, so in terms of probably starting Shopify or just e-commerce in general? I think just in, in terms of potentially around starting it up, but if not, then yeah, in general around e-commerce and running a, an e-commerce business is absolutely fine as well, whatever whatever you think. I think uh, for starters, you'd probably uh, want to uh, strategize with uh, you, if you've got team members or just by yourself and put up a plan of uh, how much uh, money you've got to spend on marketing because marketing is very important. Yeah. Um, making sure your product is of quality, um, and I think uh, that would be about it. I think yeah. you want to have good quality products and uh, make sure you've got a good marketing strategy. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think you know you say it quickly, but but the value of, of developing a strategy, looking at realistically on what you can invest, and then how you're going to invest that, and getting advice around that is 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 so important. Um, yeah. Because I think a lot of people have have the approach in the very beginning that if they build something, a website, then people are going to arrive at at it as if by magic. Um, but also that that framing it in a financial sense in terms of well, what are you happy to invest in driving business to this to the to the site um, you need to have that that control over what you're going to be doing and then and then follow that those follow your strategy within those financial parameters that's correct yeah yeah if, if you could give your young shopify self some advice now today what what would you tell yourself back when you were starting the, uh, your 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 um your business with the shopify element to it uh probably tell myself not to play out the code so much um <laughs> that's very easy to break there <laughs> yeah and um probably prioritize on getting good quality photos of your products as well we kind of started doing our own home jobs and uh didn't turn out as great but when you uh, get some good quality photos i think that people were very much very much more interested as sales on uh, the quality of the 
the product photo. Yeah, that's great advice. And it's something we talk about quite often at the events is you can't underestimate the value of, of, of having high quality photos and, and presenting your products in the best way possible, making them look as good as they possibly can, because that will really, really help conversion when people see see what you're selling them online. Um, I want to just talk a little bit around traffic conversion and, and I guess marketing. You've touched on the marketing, so you've talked about um, AdWords and, and ADMs, direct marketing with the ADMs. Is there anything else that you invest in uh, that would be classified as, as marketing, either online or offline? Uh, probably Facebook ads. That's also another one we do. Yep. Um, sponsored ads. Um, maybe a little bit of IG as well, Instagram. They got the uh, sponsored um, ads as well. Yeah. Uh, not so much offline. Uh, we did do newspaper for a bit, as I said, but uh, I don't think it's very much the norm now. Um, I don't think very much people read the newspaper, but they still probably do, but I don't think as much as uh, online. Oh, I think uh, I'd, I'd agree with you. As the director of a digital agency, I'd agree with you 100%, yeah. but, I, but I think the writing's been on the wall with print media for, for a long time. and. And the power of what you can do, um, you know, with digital and also the, the metrics and the measurability of it is just so powerful, particularly if you're running things yourself and you want to know definitely what's working and what isn't. There's just no substitute for that in, in traditional media, I don't think. Yes, correct. You can't really go uh, back to the uh, newspaper and ask how you do. So. No, that's right. It's more cross your fingers and hope that it worked, I think. Um, yes, so what what do you think is the key or what have you learned around retaining visitors and converting them into buying customers? So when someone driving traffic is obviously fantastic, but if that traffic doesn't stay on your site and convert to a sale, there's not much point in driving it in the first place. So what, what do you think are some things that you've learned around um, retaining site visitors and then converting them into a customer? Yeah, so I think... That uh, as I've touched on before, a quality product that people like, uh, and a really good experience when buying online. I think that's a very big key. Yeah. Uh, the website plays a big key in um, how people search around, and um, if they like how they're using it, then uh, they've got more chance to buy from that site. Yeah. Okay. And and have you made any changes, specific changes to improve that experience or that that conversion rate that you could talk about? Uh, yes, always. Um, particularly recently in the mobile uh, mobile app, trying to set it up uh, nicely so that it flows well. And uh, I think that's that's about it on that. Yeah, okay. And what tools are you using to measure the performance of your website? Uh, usually just Google Analytics and uh, just the Shopify um, overview. And and, we, and do you have a bias towards one? Do you use one more than the other or using them, them pretty evenly? Or I'm going through Analytics probably more a little bit now. Okay. The Google Analytics rather than the Shopify metrics? Oh, yes, sorry, Google Analytics, yes. Yeah, yeah okay, cool. Um, so looking to the future with, uh, with, with you and your brother Adam and, and Garvin Estate in general and, and your use of Shopify, do you have three things that, that you, would, you wish were, that you could do with Shopify or that you would like to see them implement? Uh, 
probably the um, on our behalf would probably be getting a better maybe deal out of the percentage of rate of they take the um, sales. Uh, so they'll probably go with uh, updated um, uh, the package that we're on. So it'd be a better package, uh, maybe a better situation in terms of the uh, postage. So right. better maybe, maybe the postage is a little bit confusing for me, uh, setting it up manual. Um, okay, yeah. That can yeah, often and, be a challenging area is the fulfilment side of it. Yeah. And maybe more... Uh, vouchers to use programs such as uh, the Google AdWords and um, other things they would like you to use um, or try out, maybe some more features in terms of uh, suggesting um, possible applications. Yeah, okay. Well, that's 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 awesome and uh, interesting to hear. There's some new ones there that I haven't heard, heard before, which is fantastic. What what does the future look like for your business, and and what sort of, what do you what do you hope to see in at Garbon Estate Wines over the next sort of twelve to twenty four months? Do you think? Probably uh, that's the future of our business depends on um, electronic based marketing. So uh, we've touched on a bit on that, but that's going to be a very big key. Uh, as we keep going through the years, I think it's going to be more and more uh, crucial that people get online. And uh, also, we'd like to get more uh, sales, probably more internationally through export. Okay, yeah. So and will you be selling internationally via Shopify? Is that part of your strategy or is this a broader strategy for the business? A little bit broader strategy, but um, through Shopify as well, we'd like to get more international uh, business, but uh, just the shipping in terms of international right now is a little bit too high for people to justify. Yeah, okay. So we might have to go through and um, change something like that or make it a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Joel, do you have any final thoughts for, for Shopify merchants who, who might be listening or, or even people who are running e-commerce on another platform about, you know, what would you share with them as a final thought in terms of running their online store or even starting an online business for the first time? Yeah, so I'd suggest if you're on a different platform, giving Shopify a go. They've got a free trial. Um, you can pick a lot of different themes there. I think it's got the most themes uh, going at the moment. Um, and you want to pick a theme that has a good good uh, resolve to your own business. And can I ask, and this comes up a lot, the, the theme choosing. And I, I mean, we see that a lot of people will just simply choose a theme based on the, the almost on the photography that's set up in the mock-up of that theme. What, how, do you, how do you define or how would you help advise someone on, on how to choose the right theme for their business? Sure. So I think that they've got categories there, which you can go through and um, if, say, for example, if you're selling more clothing, you could go down the clothing category. Uh, there's lots of different um, examples there you can use and uh, maybe try trial a few of those, take out a few photos and see what works for you there. And what were you most looking for when you were selecting the theme for Garbon Estate Wines? Uh, I went down and had a look at a few of the drinks and food section and um, I was looking for a functional website that had um, a good display front page. Usually uh, the front page is everything, I reckon. Yeah. And the uh, layout of that front page. 
Yeah, okay. Awesome. All right. Well, that, that brings us to the end of our, of our questions and our interview. So thank you very, very much for, for joining us on Skype here today um, and on the Cuts podcast and, and being, I think, our third or fourth merchant interview. Um, yeah, thank you so much for joining us today, Joel. It's been an absolute pleasure. No worries. Thank you for your time. Awesome. Thanks again and all the very, very best with Garmin Estate Wines, mate. Cheers. And there's another Shopify Merchant interview done and won. Uh, a great chat with real-life Shopify Merchant Joel Garbin from Garbin Estate Wines. We are doing these interviews all the time. So if you're a Shopify Merchant and would like to be involved, just contact me, Ben, or any of our team at The Cut, and we'll organise your 15 minutes of fame. We also hold Shopify meetups here in Perth, and they're great learning and networking events. If you'd like to come along or even present your Shopify story at one of our events, we're here to help and make it happen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. listening to The Cut. To talk with us, visit thecut.net.au and find us on Facebook.